Hi, uh, this is Mark Archer from Alternate. Hi, this is Ian from Dream Frequency. This is Slipmat, and you're in tune to the On The Rave. On The Rave. On The Rave! Podcast. Watch your bass spins, I'm telling you. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. I am uh, very excited. It's nearly my birthday, and I've just booked a massive tattoo, Gav. I am even more excited like a schoolgirl. Because he's interviewing one of his heroes from the past. I'm getting better. I'm not 100% yet, but I am getting better every day. I'm Addy. <laughs> A less croaky Addy. And you are tuned in once again to the On The Rave podcast. Addy, besides still being croaky, how are you feeling? I'm feeling I'm feeling good. It's Friday. It is. It's a Friday. It's podcast day. And literally, I'm... I'm Giddy with the anticipation for this podcast. Yeah, you can see him jiggling. I know you can't see him. I can see him jiggling around and being all excited and fidgeting because he's going to get to speak to one of his heroes soon. Um, you're about to be privy to a Skype conversation that we have with uh, one of Addy's absolute heroes. But before we uh, let you in on what's coming up, let's do what we always do to start these podcasts, Addy. Ravers choice. Yeah, yeah. So you've been thumbing through social media. Which uh, Which platform was the winner today? It was Facebook. And who suggested what? Mr. Damien Sutherland. And he's he's actually hit a sweet spot here. Because he's not a... He's, I mean, it can't work all the time like this. So don't be trying to cheat. But he's picked one of my favourite remixes by one of my favourite artists. So he's come up a blinder with this one. <laughs> it seems like he's been doing his research on your Addy to I make sure so. he tickled you. I think so. I think he's listened to the to our first podcast, definitely. Yeah, so how to guarantee you get on. <laughs> Do exactly that and learn Addy. So Addy, spill it for everyone. What is River's choice today? This is Insurge IMF, but it's the Nassim Gluten remix. Boom!
podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave on you can find rave. us on twitter at on the rave you can find us on youtube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on instagram that's my favorite one then where you can find us on the rave with addy and gav where you can see pictures of what addy's been doing during the week shenanigans shenanigans uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the roof, and she will give you ten percent of all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, oh goodness! It's good. Oh, it's good. Oh, and there you have it. There's a little bit of nasty, nasty, bloody fist. Where did that come from, Addy? Not straight out of Newcastle, Australia. Yeah, good. It doesn't exist, apparently. Addy. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It I doesn't know a few exist. people have been there, but definitely doesn't exist. No, but there's only there's only one Newcastle, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. The one Ponded Tyne, the Seven Bridge City and all that crack. Aye. And the home of a pair of Wallies who do a music-based podcast. Uh, the thanks. longest running episodic-based, rape-based fucking <laughs> podcast coming out of the biker area. That's, that's us. One. Yeah. That's us, the Biker Wall's favourite sons. Do we find out about Biker Wall Green yet? Uh, I, I, do you know what? I don't know if I've asked enough questions. Maybe we should find uh, We'll update you eventually on Biker Wall Green in any case. But um, it's the On The Rave podcast. We've got a super special guest for you. And you're about to be privy to the Skype conversation that happened between us. And Michael Wells, a.k.a. Technohead, a.k.a. Tricky Disco, a.k.a. GTO, a.k.a. Signs of Chaos. Boy, I could just go on and on and on. This guy's a legend. Good. I hope you all enjoy. On the rim! Guess what? What's that, Cam? We have got another one of those wonderful, wonderful guests on the line. 
Um, and we are currently on Skype um, with one of your heroes. One of my old musical heroes, yes, it's uh, Mr. Michael Wells. Hiya, Michael. Hello there, everybody. Um, yeah, my name's Michael Wells, and I don't know, you might know me for doing GTO and Techno Head and Tricky Disco and Greater Than One and sort of other experimental techno stuff. So, yeah, still recording and messing around in the studio. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, hello to all our listeners. Yeah, thank you very much for introducing yourself <laughs> to the On The Rave Nation. Um, Adi, the man who I'm sitting next to, has really been looking forward to this because you were quite a big influence on mm. his musical choices when you were younger, weren't you, yeah, A massive influence, in fact. Like, when I was... Uh, just a child, I, I, I think I was still at school. I just left school. I, I managed to win tickets to Resurrection Event 2 up in Scotland. And I was very much into yeah. techno and old rave and pianos at the time. And I just saw your GTO DJ squad set and just blew my mind with that music at the time. And I just remember going home. And then I think the G the Techno Head 2 album was just about to come out or had just come out and I bought, it, bought that and never really looked back and that sort of music was just my life for years. Great, great. Yeah, I mean, that was that was such a great time, that resurrection. The, the crowd were mental and totally up for it all the time as well. Yeah, that, was that, that, that sort of music at that time just sounded so fresh and different to anything else. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit tough and a little bit faster, and yeah, we enjoy we enjoyed doing that sort of stuff. But it's nice. It's it's funny now. There's such a big old school revival. So yeah. many people talk talking about all that stuff as it, as if it was. Uh, yeah, to me, it, to me, it was. We were just experimenting. Really, we didn't really know what we were doing. <laughs> but uh, well, you've definitely yeah. had an effect in my life. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and probably a lot of the other people listening. But uh, what we'll do, we'll crack straight on and we'll ask you the questions. So we sent you the list of the questions we normally speak to people about. And uh, question one is early influences. So what we'd normally say is who played the music in the house? Um, who was like the, the early influence? Who played the, the music that like might have shaped your early influences in, in audio? Okay, well, I guess... Probably like most houses, I don't know, but my mum was the one who turned me on to music and played music. My right. dad, my dad was a Johnny Cash man, so that was that was his thing. That was his his influence on music to me was Johnny Cash. But my mum loved all sorts of different types of music, soul music, uh, Barry White, nice. and she also loved Kojak, and she she had little Kojak albums. All Kojak, and we used to sit and watch the Kojak um, TV shows together when we were when I was a kid. And uh, the theme music always reminds me of my mum, so that's why I picked that. And it's it's a part of my childhood growing up, really. And um, it it it's something that sort of I don't know. It's it it sums up that era, really. The 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 that that whole type of music that we used to watch a lot of american cop shows tv shows and they all had this really glamorous like especially kojak had, had this gritty new york thing and it was years since i since i came to go to new york and when i got to new york it still reminded me of kojak all these streets and the big yellow taxis and everything so 
to me, that's that that really is a, the music and the and the whole idea of Kojak is, funnily enough, is a part of my my childhood. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I suppose they'll equally be things a part of my childhood. You know what I never forget? The, the Roland Rat theme tune. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that was the sort of thing that was being played around the house. That, that's the sort of thing I remember. But yeah, theme tunes are fair play. Oh, that's massively. Like, I must admit, I, I'm yeah. a bit of an encyclopedia for theme tunes, but Roland Rat is not in my... <laughs> <laughs> not one of my I, don't think, I, I don't think I could... I don't think I can remember how that one goes. <laughs> Love a little bit of Roland Rat. But in any didn't case, any, uh, didn't anyone didn't anyone do a rave version of Roland? Oh, I don't that, know. That's an interesting question. Yeah, that's, yeah, a good, that's a good. It is. It'll be a really good nostalgia boost for people, wouldn't it? Hearing the old Roland Rat band now. I'm, I'm sure one of our listeners posted all remixes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe someone someone should give that one a go. Yeah. yeah, I think they should. I think you should. Right, sound. Well, I see no better reason than to play a little bit of the uh, Kojak theme tune on the podcast. Um, what was his? Okay. Uh, what was his uh, little phrase? Was Kojak the one with the lollipops and uh, the bald head? Who loves yeah. you? Who loves your base? <laughs> Sweet, Knowledge. cool. Well, um, uh, let's get in, a- our, in our house. On the wall, we had a tea towel with a picture of Kojak sucking his lollipop, and underneath <laughs> it, it said, "Who loves you, babe?" Who loves you, baby? <laughs> right, sound. Well, um, for the early influences track, let's play a little bit of Kojak. This is the theme tune. There you have it. There was the Kojak theme tune, which was the early influences track being played out by Mr. Michael Wells. Thank you very much for that. Um, it's been a lollipop action. Yeah, that's it. I hope everyone grabbed their lollipop <laughs> and did their best impression. I'm sure this was on. Was it Black Books where uh, Bert, where Dylan Moran does his impression? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Lollipop. But I'm sure 50 percent of their uh, our listeners are definitely don't know who Kojak is. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, There'll be a search on Google of people looking for him. He's, uh, he, he made loads of albums, you know, Kojak. Oh, Music Terry, albums. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was a bit of a crooner, wasn't he? That's it, Terry Savalas. Yeah, because yeah. the, the impression on Black Boots is he, he does belly Savalas and he puts a lollipop in his belly button, talks with his <laughs> and pulls it out and goes, who loves you, baby? Um, <laughs> Dylan Miranda's on the black, but yeah, like anyone who hasn't seen it should go and grab that click. That's definitely, definitely going to be <laughs> somewhere on it's YouTube. It's on my watch list for tonight. Yeah. Uh, cool. That's a, what's the, that's a bedroom trick you're going to try later. Well, that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Off to the pop to buy, off to the shop to buy some Chubba Chubs to see what we'll see. Chubba Chubs. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there was a... Chubba Chubs again. 
there was a an old old proper sweet shop, sweet shop and video shop at the bottom of my street called Marchetti's back in the day. Marchetti's. And they had like the oldest sweets ever, the, the sweets that you'd never see ever ever anywhere again. And some of them, uh, yeah. I got it. And one of the one of the things was co- actual Kojak lollies of oh. like Kojak's fi- picture on the front. Oh, I'd have given. Right. A, I definitely would have given one of that suck. Five collectors items. <laughs> They'll probably be like worth money on eBay these days, like actual Kojak please. They'll probably make you die. <laughs> uh, all of the all of the boiled sugar is not good for the old uh, for the old diabetes in me. But uh, let's crack on and talk about finding your own feet. So after the music that was pushed on you, or maybe not pushed on you, maybe the, the music that you were listening to with your folks and stuff like that. What sort of music did you start develop? Did you start discovering when you were finding music for yourself? Well, then when we started going out to parties and stuff like that, I think the biggest influence was Motown. Yeah. Uh, All my my brother was older than me, so I used to go with his friends who were older and uh, listen to, you know, all the early Motown stuff. And then we used to go to clubs, which played lots of funk and disco and stuff like that. And so that's I think that's how I got into Stevie Wonder. And even even like electronic music, when Stevie Wonder he started using the Moog synthesizer, yes. you know, really early on, and the sound of it was so amazing. So in that way, he was an innovator in, in electronic music as well. So I think that also helped turn me on to sort of electronic music to some extent. Yeah, that's but, uh, it. I'm sure I've seen videos of Stevie Wonder in that Moog synthesizer room. Um, yeah. That people were recording and just watching the video of people using that massive like building of synthesizers is just amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he was one of the first ones that that Moog actually got it got where well, he was big and famous at the time. So obviously to 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 exploit his his fame to sell the the synthesizer, I guess was a good idea. But what he did with it, it was quite it was funky and amazing, really. Yeah, I think it turned a lot of people onto into onto synthesizers as well. Yeah, his back catalogue is just ridiculous, Stevie Wonders. When you go all the so way back to the as well, like like, yeah. and to do like the the way he can play the piano without being able to see is just yeah, it's, it's just amazing, an absolute yeah. spectacle, isn't it? Yeah, but the the the, the sort of. Al- the mid albums where we started to do like inner visions and those those albums they were really really quite amazing records they still they still sound good that's the thing is it songs in the key of life as well yeah yeah that was a good one yeah yeah yeah, yeah some classic stuff so of all the stevie wonder stuff you were listening to is there any one song that you particularly would choose to represent your early findings of his work the, the, well, the, there's this one song which which was a B-side, I think, on a on a on a seven-inch. It's called Evil, and it's not it's not a fun song. It's really quite a poignant song, and but the words are just so I don't know. They just grab me all the time, and uh, yeah, it's still something that if I listen to it now, it still hits me. It's so poignant. It's so honest, and yeah, it's just about. Why are people so? Why is evil so prevalent in the world? And you know, it's uh, it takes so many innocent people, and it's it's just a it's just a beautiful, poignant song. So 
hopefully it's not a too much of a downer in the collection of music but uh, for me it's just a beautiful beautiful track cool um well there you go that's a, that's a good recommendation everyone give the lyrics a listen and try and work out the level of depth that we're working with here drink that in yeah exactly um mm. So everyone sit back and relax and enjoy some maybe more rare or more obscure Stevie Wonder. Um, and the track is called Evil.
Well, there you go. That's a little bit of more obscure Stevie Wonder. No, no, it's one I've never heard of before. Yeah, well. yeah, definitely worth giving an earful though. And you're right; like some of the lyrics are really quite poignant, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, also, it, it, that also track also has a a really nice synthesizers um, sound in it as well. Which, which growing up, I I hadn't heard those sort of type of, types of sounds. So I think. The electronic side of it as well also grabbed me. Yeah, so might maybe have been a little bit of a, some sort of early influence on the direction you would go in your musical tastes as well. Yeah, I think I think I used to, I don't know, like at the at the time there was lots of synthesizer bands, but they did, didn't really grab me. But if I heard a little electronic piece in a piece of music. It always made my ears, you know, prick up and think, "Oh, that sounds interesting. What is that?" And I had no idea how how any of these things were were made or produced or anything. But I think the electronic sounds always drew me to to the music. Cool. There we go. Um, uh, now, like a little bit of insight into where uh, people's musical tastes come from. I think, like, um, well, if you're listening to this podcast, they are probably into ray of music. Um, being called on the rave with Addy and Gav like that. Um, it is a given. Um, so let's crack on with section three, which is the first rave memories. Now, do you specifically remember your first like big raving or clubbing memory? Yeah, well, I used to, you know, like I said before, I used to go clubbing with my with my brother and his friends, and that was sort of more on the the sort of Motown soul stuff. But living in Merseyside. Um, the sort of punk scene came along, uh, and there was a club in 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 Liverpool called the Eric's, which which had all the big punk things going on. All the bands that were doing the tours always went to Eric's, and so that was the first place that I really went to clubbing, like every Saturday. Um, and yeah, they they every everyone who was on the scene played there. The Clash played there. Nice. Um, yeah, and so we got to see all those bands. And it was a really fantastic atmosphere, you know. Everyone was, everyone was just, uh, yeah, crazy there. And and it was also the first time when you, when you you go out and you start to dress up and dye your hair and experiment with your your newly found youth and everything and all these sort of things that go with it. And and the music actually is part of that. So punk to me was. Yeah, a whole not not just the music. A lot of punk I didn't like, but the attitude of it, which which is the thing that I did like. Um, and there were a bunch of people who went to Eric's who were in a band. They formed a band from this club, um, which were, were, the band was called Big in Japan, and they used to play around. And I don't, don't think many of them can play instruments, but I think one or two of them could. And they were, but they were made up of of people from the scene there. Who went on to do actually really quite amazing things, and the whole band was made up of um, Holly Johnson from Frankie Goes to Hollywood, and um, the guy from The Lightning Seeds, a guy from KLF, um, uh, another guy from another band that did well. So they were sort of really good. The seeds of punk and the seeds of other music from Liverpool went through this band, which is quite quite incredible. Um, you know that that's quite an amazing little story no I've heard so much about Big in Japan and I never knew it's like sort of a sort of watch early version of a super band 
was all of yeah, that yeah. one yeah. ensemble. I think it was the Ian Brody from the Lightning Seeds. He was in it as well. So Gosh. yeah, they, they was they was really quite an influent, influential band, but they were just crazy fun as well. They had a they had um, a girl called Jane who did the vocals, which was really punky at the time. And uh, yeah, and, and this this track, funnily enough, my brother got married. Um, the year this track came out and I DJ'd at his wedding and played this track constantly about, I don't know, about 20 times every now and then, just kept putting it on and all the old grannies dancing. So to me, this is this is my time uh, in punk in Liverpool. So this, that's, that's this, what this record means to me. Cool. So I, I know from, from what you sent us that you were an art student at the time. Did you yeah. uh, did you experiment much with your appearance? Did you like are there any photos of you with a massive mohawk or pins in your nose or ears? No, God. Well, yeah, I shaved my head and then my had my hair down with a, with a um, yeah like a red Indian type of thing and yeah <laughs> totally experimented the old black lipstick and everything. <laughs> Goth black, black lipstick. lipstick. That, that, as that's you quite a look. As you do, and yeah, you start going to shops and buying fluorescent old ladies clothes and yeah you just try try whatever you can to to look different to 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 experiment it's the whole part of growing up but to me that was anyway and funnily enough never really got any problems with it either we used no. to walk down the street and, and people just like yeah even people would come up and say hey i like the way you look i wish i could do that so yeah experiment i mean the funny thing is then there were lots of different types of youth movements and music that went with the with the fashion and the and, and it's not it's not really the same now. There's not really what you would call a youth movement with yeah. the music attached to it. No, I think it's it's less of a youth movement and more of like a, a clicky movement nowadays, isn't it? Like yeah, they're into a certain thing or a certain look or a certain yeah. aesthetic, and they listen to the music to match it. They don't yeah. do it the other way around. I mean, I guess people like me, us oldies, really can't be shocked because we've we've probably seen it all anyway. Well, that's it. Yeah, people have done that, isn't it? It's very much a case of that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Although so, I, so. I remember going to warehouse parties in London, you know, and there were people there with green faces and all all face painting and did stuff like that, and that that at the time really looked strange and very weird. Alien. Yeah, 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 and I like that aspect. I like, I like that aspect of, of youth culture, of of ex yeah, experimenting with with all the things that you're doing. Cool, yeah. Well, that that that's fair crack. I'd like, like I've been a little bit like that over the years. I mean, you're talking to a man who's got arse long dreadlocks, and you you know okay. you've you've got to be of a certain mentality, I think, to uh, to have such a permanent feature like that to be part yeah. of aesthetic. Yeah, and it's it's part of you. It's what you are. It's what you represent. Yeah, that's so, it. And people know you for it. And and if you feel comfortable with it, that's that's what you are. Yeah, like, well, I've got no problem with people with with uh, with piercings, tattoos, whatever. It's 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 how they want to present themselves and represent themselves. That's that's cool. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So, um, of all the big in Japan tunes. Uh, I might, might be flogging a dead horse here, but is there <laughs> is there one in particular you'd like to play out for everyone? 
Well, I guess Big in Japan by Big in Japan is pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if it ever was Big in Japan, but... <laughs> I'd like to think that it was at least niche in Japan. Although niche yeah. in Japan doesn't work quite as well as the lyric as Big in Japan, does it? <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue quite yeah. as well, accordingly. To be fair, any uh, <laughs> any person from Europe should be big in Japan. We're all naturally six foot, and they're all five foot something. Aren't they? Yeah, this like, is true. we've got a we've got a guy who was on the podcast a while ago who's like six seven, and when he went to Japan, he was like like head and shoulders above people as he walked through the streets, um, and he just said that it was always quite interesting. And uh, like, I think we'll I even made a joke that like, did you listen to the song as you walked through the streets? Because he really was <laughs> huge in Japan, not big in Japan, yeah. like. Cool. Well, um, let's play a little bit of Big in Japan for everyone. I don't know if it's the first time. Yes, definitely the first time. Definitely the first time. Then there we go. Breaking all boundaries on the On the Rave podcast. <laughs> it is Big in Japan. Bye. Big in Japan. That was a bit of Big in Japan. Yeah, that was Big in Japan by Big in Japan. Um, uh, which sounds like it was huge in Ericsson Liverpool at one point. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. Cool. Uh, section four of the On The Rift podcast is when we talk about festival fevers. So, do you like a little bit of a music festival? Is it something that you ever got into? Um, only when I was DJing and working, really, to be honest. Um, and they would sort of, most of those things were sort of like the festivals in, in Germany that we did, like the Love Parade and May Day. Um, but I've never been a big festival goer as such. I mean, I've never been to Glastonbury or any of those sort of things. Right. I actually went to a big rock festival in, in Holland once, which was, which was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I can bet it was. I've been to a few festivals in Holland, but never a rock one. <laughs> Definitely some more of the old Gabba or Dutch industrial sort of style is what we've, is what, well, we've both been, haven't yes, we? Yes, to a lot of things. Oh, yes. Well, you've so, been to Thunderdome and those things. Yes, I've been to uh, Thunderdome and Prospecting. I, was, I did Mega Rave and a few other big things over there. Mega Rave. It's have literal names over in Holland. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. yeah. We had a good time there. Yeah, yeah. Always great. Great parties. Yeah. They were doing it so much better over there, and actually still do, than they ever did here before, like, we caught up with that sort of um, big vibe to it all, like, just doing it. Massive sound system. Crystal clear. Yeah, massive. Lots of, lots of lights and stuff like that they yeah. use, don't they? Everything yeah. over there was like so much bigger, so much brighter, so much better. Yeah. The whole country seemed to embrace it more where we were kind of uh, dirty well, dancing it's, over here. It's main, it's mainstream. In Holland, it's mainstream. It is. I mean, I mean I, I've got friends who really not bothered about music, but they all know about hardcore. I mean, the Technohead record, that was big in Holland. Just normal people know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. They're not. They're not scared of it. They sort of just see it as another form of music, you know. If it's trance, hardcore, they just talk about it like that. It's not like a lot of people in the UK. If they're if they're sort of house people or whatever, they just they, they think hardcore is the devil's music or or jungle is the devil's music. They they just don't want anything to do with it. It's just another form of of that genre of music: electronic music, dance music, whatever. There's nothing scary about it. It just it's just a little bit faster. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It sometimes blows my mind the overreaction people have to things like Gabba or Dutch industrial, like yeah, even like that the the crossbeam drum and bass scene at the minute. It's very fragmented. Lots of pigeonholes and judging yeah. of styles where it's just all it's all noise. But there's, I mean, there's techno people who, who say, well, I'm not going to listen to techno under 140 BPM or something. I mean, that's just, that's ridiculous. I mean, a, a song's a song, a track is a track. It, yeah. It's good, whatever it is. Yeah. If it's good, it's good. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's one of Addy's little, uh, little sayings on the podcast that good music never gets shit and the shit music will never be good. Like, no, exactly. I mean, that's the a good way of looking I mean, at like, it. Regardless of BBM or genre, like a good track's a good track. Yeah, full stop. That's it. And you should be open enough to listen to it, whatever it is. No, oh, definitely. I love discovering it's some music. It's one of the joys of life. Yeah. Yeah, something that takes you by surprise. I, I always think I want I want to hear something I've never heard before. You know. Yeah. Take me by surprise. Surprise me. That's what I. That's what I want. 
And I like it when that when that happens. When I hear a piece of music that goes, "Wow, I love that," because it sounds different. It's 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 using sounds that are different, rhythms that are different, speed that's different. It, it it's it's really exciting. It it takes you. There's yeah. something really yeah. rewarding about discovering new music, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to play it to everybody. Hey, listen to this. You know, you you get so excited and and buzzed up on it. Yeah, that's it. Either or, if it's really, really good, you keep it hidden to one side so no one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm you not letting you hear. Super lucky, you said for yeah. drumming. Hard yeah. the record label, so nobody sees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting getting the pressed white label and people looking to see what the pen writing is and knowing that you've got yeah. a completely white label <laughs> that no one's going to be able to pinch off you. There's like. Yeah, I think that, that that's the two sides of music. That's the side. There's the sort of not the jealous side, the hungry side, the side that wants more and wants to squirrel everything and pouch everything yeah. and keep it. And then there's the side that just wants to shout from the rooftops, "I really like this guy. I this hope you amazing. do too." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, especially if you if you're a DJ, you've got to be looking for music that the other DJs aren't going to play that also represents you. But yes, there, there must be some something terrible about being a DJ turning up playing something and the other guys playing the same bloody thing. You know, you want to you want to have something that, that no one's got. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you want to play something a little bit different to what everyone else has played, and you want yeah, and, and, to have your take, set stand out. Take the, crowd, take the crowd to another place yeah. and say, "This is me. This is my identity. This is my music." You know rather than just playing the latest drum code track or whatever. Yeah, that's it. Very much the place I work just plays the most modern of hip hops. And sometimes the music's just ruddy awful. It really uh-huh. is. Um, but other yeah. times you get the occasional 90s banger, which makes you go, oh, there you go. There's a little bit of faith restored in that Spotify playlist that you've got playing there, lads. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, um, Although you didn't really spend much time at festivals, um, of your own volition in any case, like, um, is there a song that you'd like to play for people that reminds you of a time you may have been at a festival? Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a track, this Jam and Spoon, Age of Love. And what? this track always reminds me of, we went to DJ in, um, in Germany at a May Day event or Love Parade. I think it was Love Parade oh, or May Day. Okay. And there's big warehouse spaces, and this track came on and just filled the space. It's such a, I don't know. It's you can't really call it trance. You can't. It's not. I don't know. It, it's something that just filled the space and the, the sounds in it and everything. I mean, it's a classic track now. But when I first heard it, it just it blew me away because it was so subtle but so beautiful. Yes. And it filled this filled this space and. Uh, yeah, that that made a real impression on me. Cool. Uh, well, would you like to introduce that for everyone listening? Yeah, so it's uh, Jam and Spoon as the artist, and the title is Age of Love.
come on, dance with me, move your body, 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 your legs a bit.
brilliant. Thank you very much, matey. Um, cool. I'm um, sure. I'm sure lots of people know the track because it's a classic now, isn't well, it? Yes, yes. A lot of our listeners will have heard this already. I think uh, if we, I think we played it once. I think as well. Yeah, I think this is the second time this track's been played on the podcast. Not that's not that that's a bad thing. The more one song comes up, the more influential it is on rave. The, yeah. the sort of the, the better, the more often it gets played. And it's a massive, massive tune. Yeah. Major love. I mean, w- with us doing a music podcast this year, we've played so much Prodigy. Um, yeah. Because of how topical it is. I was going to say, which is the most popular thing that, that ev- almost everyone across the board plays? You, you think Prod- the Prodigy? Prodigy yeah. followed shortly after by uh, Alternate. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're probably the two most popular. But that, that's sort of our audience, isn't it? Like the old school yeah. sort of, like this, this is the type of people that we often get drawn into listening yes. to our podcast. So, plus Mark's a friend of the podcast. We've known... Mark for years. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've played, I've emceed for Mark and when he was in Newcastle. Right. And, yeah, he's it's it's just a really nice guy as well. Um, he's cool. a busy boy now as well. He's doing lots of stuff, huh? Yes, yes, he's he's more popular than ever, I think. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's he's DJing and doing live shows and everything, isn't he? Yeah, live PA's and DJ sessions and boiler room and there's very much a resurgence in his career. Yeah, it's it's funny the way that all all happens, huh? Yeah, the way it comes back full circle. Yeah, yeah. And those tunes still sound great. You can still play them, which oh, is yeah. which is good. Yeah, there was something about that album, that full-on mass hysteria, yeah, that just a, it just caught fire everywhere, didn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it took everyone by surprise, and it was yeah, it summed up that time also. Yeah, you're right. It did, didn't it? It summed up that it's sort very, of yeah, early it's very 90s. much of that ilk. Yeah, but still yeah. so so fucking fresh and like full yeah, of yeah, yeah. Same as the Prodigy, really. That still sounds great. All that stuff. It does, yeah. It sounds great live over a big PA. It sounds great, like just in your bedroom. You know what I mean? Just it, it, it's very much of its time, but encapsulated in that vibe as well, which is just yeah, just what it was all about, wasn't it? That party vibe. Songs like Jericho and stuff like that are just yeah, quintessential rave, as we always call it. Yeah, just 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 good good feeling party time stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, well, let's crack on with section five of the podcast, which is when we discuss uh, what we've literally just discussed all the way through question four, which is shared discoveries, finding music and sharing with it, people, sharing it with people, and um, getting more people into it. So, are there uh-huh. any artists out there that you think don't maybe get as much love as they should? Um, and you'd like to play one of their tunes um, to, 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 on the podcast? Yeah, well, this is this is well, this is something that um, I was turned on to when we were writing uh, record uh, reviews for DJ magazine, and of course you get sent lots of records, and there was yeah. a record label called Sarko, which which was producing extremely minimal uh, techno. Um, but some beautiful, beautiful stuff um, coming out of Finland. And this, one of the guys who was making stuff was uh, a guy called Mika uh, Vanio, 
who sadly passed away a couple of years ago. Um, but he made a lot of tracks, but he made a lot of beautiful, beautiful tracks. Some of them very hard, very heavy, but also very um, analog sounding. And so I guess this one sort of represents his work. And if you haven't heard of Sarko, the label, it's worth checking out and see if you can listen to the some of the stuff. It's not what you call dance floor techno, but it's it's a listening techno. And yeah. I'd say if people talk about intelligent techno, I'd, I'd say this is probably a good example of that. Oh, and right. um, yeah, to me, to me, it's a, a beautiful way of using tones and rhythms. So yeah, basically that really. Yeah, I love the way you described it and the bump you sent to us as cold, brutal funkiness. And it's yeah, so, yeah. And it, it, it very much hits the nail right on the head there with the, the description. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, it's very much what I'd call Ron Seal, that description, like, does what it says on the tin. Banging. Yeah, sounds about right. So some cold, brutal, funky techno. Um, friend of the yeah, podcast, so- enjoy this it's not about it's not about tunes or vocals it's just about pure um sonic emotion really and yeah it's not everyone's taste but i like i like it <laughs> good but it's yeah somebody else it likes it as well so it's worth putting it out there well that's what we like to we like to push music onto people that they've never heard before and they're definitely there's a lot of people that won't have heard this so Thank you. Can I introduce it? Yeah, cool. Brilliant. So, for the shared discovery track, section five of the On the Rave podcast, Mr. Michael Wells has selected um, uh, a tune by Mick. Is it Mika Viano? Is that how? Or Viano? Yeah. Yeah? Same, yeah. Yeah. And the tune is called, is it Olimaton? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go with that. yeah, let's go with that. Let's play some. Uh, Let's play some brutal funkiness for everybody.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the most confusing segment on the whole of the podcasting worldscape. Welcome to Addy vs. Cav. That was the same as last time, I think. Uh, uh, no, I think the last time you definitely didn't have nowhere near that amount of enthusiasm. No, it's probably, this is probably true. Yeah. Probably welcome true. back. Everybody, too, a little bit of Addy versus Gav. This should just be. This should just be Addy versus Addy. Is what we're going to have to do in the future. What's that? Why is that? Why is Why that, Gav? Well, that'll be because according to Facebook, there was a last-minute swerve. I was winning until the very last hour, but in the last sixty minutes, Addy's pipped us to the post, and that means the score is officially nine-two. The nine time, nine time, nine time. I'm the Alan Shearer of this fucking podcast. <laughs> Boom in the back of the net. Addy number nine. <laughs> yeah, uh, so what, what? We're going to have a bit of Captain Ahab played out. Captain right? Ahab, yeah. stay with me. It's yeah. a beautiful song. It does have a wonderful vocal line, isn't it? Doesn't it, it is. Yeah. Vocal, the most beautiful vocal and bass song that you'll ever hear <laughs> in your life. It'll make me cry out of my jab eye all over your face, neck and chest. <laughs> well, well, Addy's making a mess. We'll stroll on and actually talk about the category for this time out, this time out. Uh, we are using the category songs about food or with food in the title. Um, and since I went first last time, Addy, I believe it is your turn. This was a hard one because it's very... I couldn't think off the top of my head of any proper ravey tracks with food in the title. Yeah. And then this gem came up, just rose out of the... Out of the pizza oven that it's come from. <laughs> and it, this is the Salami Brothers with It's a Pizza. It's quite topical for this show because I'm, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure it's on Data Flow Records and it's by Michael Wells. Oh, well, there we go. It's even even more topical. Why did it all back in? Pulling it back in with the conversations. Way, um, I'm going to use inspiration by um, one, one of my favourites out there, which is Venetian Snares. Um, I was going to go for Milk. But we've already played that as science. We have, we have. We've already played that as science. So I'm going to go for the the wonder that is Welfare Wednesday. Oh, it's a, it's a choice. You might beat me this week, like, Gav, because that's an absolute belter. Hopefully, if people actually listen to this one, they'll get it. You know, uh, just he, he wants to he wants to he, he, he wants to do everything in, in your punani. In your punani. Um, I've got the voice for it now. In yeah. your punani. Uh, eat a leather jacket. In your punani. Uh, I want to put orange juice in your punani. Egg salad sandwiches in your punani. That's my favourite one. <laughs> the it egg is. salad sandwiches one. But yeah, so you can go onto facebook.com forward slash on the rave and scroll down to the pinned post at the top and you will find this poll that Addy will put up there on, on release Friday. day. On release day. Um, that being said though, Addy won last time out. The score is 9-2. Nine time! Nine time! Shira the Bugger <laughs> And this is Captain Ahab. Stay with me.
Beyond the Rift podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave. You can find us on Twitter at on the rave. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash on the rave. We are on Instagram. That's my favourite one then. Where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase and scream at Dom's on the rave, and she will give you 10% off all, all of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, goodness. Oh, it's good. Ladies and gentlemen, section six of the On the Rave podcast is the moment where I ask the gentleman who is sitting to my right today to set the scene. I'm going to flip it a little bit this time, Gav, because yeah. I'm going to set the scene for me. I was an 18-slash-19-year-old bumbling young fool <laughs> full of pingers and, and good intentions in a wet <laughs> field in Edinburgh just wandering wandering aimlessly in, in between two tents of music <laughs> as I bumbled into the tent on the right, down to the front right. There's certain DJ, GTO DJ squad were just about to start playing and they made me fling my arms in the air. And now I know what tunes made me fling my arms in the air. But Michael, what tunes would you fling your arms in the air to? Oh, what tunes would I do that to? Um, I would do that to a lot of a lot of tunes actually. But most, I'd say Meng Syndicate by uh, Sonar System by Meng Syndicate. That would do that for me as well. But if you know that, would that be? Would you throw your arms in the air, or would that be a pure bass face? Mm, probably a bass face, to be honest. <laughs> we like I think, screw face. I think I, I'm 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 a bass facer. I I would say generally. <laughs> no, that's fine. Like eventually, I'll have a list of how many people are base faces. I how keep saying this oh, up to episode thirty of this podcast, and we're, uh, <coughs> we're we still haven't got that tally written down. But yeah, cool. So, um, uh, how many how many DJs dance? How many DJs dance? That's funny. Yeah, I mean, now nowadays you see all these uh, things on YouTube and and Facebook, and they're all dancing DJs. They're probably not even DJ, and they're on top of the decks shouting yes. and dancing around. Exactly, he broke his leg last time. Yeah, <laughs> there's a crew of DJs in Newcastle who play drum and bass that are called DJs Don't Dance. Um, so yeah, that is that that you've actually you've absolutely nailed that crew on the head there, have you? <laughs> um, because they sort of are more about putting a show on than being the show. Um, whereas when me and Addy play. Um, we're very much wave your arms, get the crowd on your side, sort of thing. Uh, so, Addy may not dance, but I'll be dancing at the front, waving my arms and shouting things like on the rave down the microphone. I'll definitely be nodding intently. Nodding intently. <laughs> there we go. Um, you, so, do the, you take the Timmy trumpet route. <laughs> I don't, I would, I'm definitely not going Timmy trumpet. I'm a, I'm a you put a punch on smashing smashing off on your head. You got a punch on for bugle. For bugle, <laughs> yeah, just about. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Or a recorder. A recorder. Yeah. <laughs> tin whistle. A tin whistle. <laughs> uh, I like a bit of a. Yeah. yeah. 
one of those slide whistle things. Cool. So, um, by the way, of the track you've selected for uh, for 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 this play, do you want to talk to people about why you've picked this tune and and what it does to you when you hear it loud? Uh, I th this is a tune when I was when I was DJing with hardcore stuff. I would always play. Um, and again, it's it's not something you can put your finger on. It's just there's there's something about the the, the synth riff the energy it has the programming i don't know what it is but if you hear it in and the opening the opening uh, few bars of it it just it just for me it's one of the best hardcore tracks old school hardcore tracks of the time it's uh, night vision um with night of visions and it's yeah to me it's a storming track and it, it was always something i would always play regardless really it's also one of my absolute favourites from one of my favourite labels from back in the day, Roughneck Records. Roughneck put out some beautiful stuff, yeah. I always had all the Roughneck stuff and always would play their stuff. It's, uh, yeah, I Am Not yes. a Number and all those things. They're fantastic tracks. Fuck you, always sounded yeah. So many, so many good, just amazing Well produced, and they all sounded, they all sounded good. Yeah. His studio is amazing. Sorry. I don't know if you've seen pictures of it. I saw it very recently, and it's a, it's a thing of beauty. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 You can tell his sound quality was really good. But um, all the tracks were playable. Oh, yeah. Front side, B sides. <laughs> the yeah, third yeah. still bangers. Fantastic. Yeah. So I think this, this, what, this, is, this is my favorite of all the, all the Roughneck tracks, probably. <laughs> Cool. Uh, well, let's play a little bit of Roughneck Badness for everyone. So for the arms in the air slash screw face moment, we have ourselves a screw face, ladies and gentlemen, and the tune that screws that face up. Night of vision, night of visions. Thank <laughs> you. 
That was Night of Vision with Night of Visions. Yeah, sound. And that was the screw face moment, which is uh, uh-huh. section to the podcast. Get that screw face down. <laughs> um, uh, we'll shift into section seven, which is the dedication section. Um, so DJs are often uh, asked to play tracks for people. We're turning that on its head and we're asking this DJ if he'd like to play a track, who he'd like to play it for and why. So... Um, have you got a track out there that you'd like to play and dedicate to anyone or any bunch of people in particular? Yeah, well, just so happens, timing-wise, this is a, this is a new track that I, that is out at the moment, and it's it's by me, Michael Wells, um, aka GTO. Um, we, I'm started to use aka GTO, also known as GTO, on on uh, on my tracks at the moment. Because there's another guy called Michael Wells. I don't know whether you know about him. He makes techno. And we get confused with each other. So I decided, I, I said to him, well, why don't we, why don't we use one of us, use our middle name? And uh, I said to him, what's, what's your middle name? And he said, John. And I said, well, that's my middle name as well. So we couldn't really use that. So, so I put aka gto so and also makes reference to the old gto thing so now it's michael wells aka gto and this is a new track called turn up the heat and so i don't have anyone really to dedicate it to apart from all your lovely listeners who might like it so it has an old school feel but it's a new techno track and it's it's out this week so maybe people like it maybe they don't but I'd like to share it anyway, so there you go. Stick a link up on our page for where it's available. I'm guessing Beatport and places like that. Yeah, Spotify, Beatport, all all the all the normal platforms. We'll some links for you. Maybe get a couple of sales out there. Yeah, let's do that then. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so uh, the track is called "Turn Up the Heat," and you can find it by searching on Spotify or on Beatport uh, for Michael Wells, aka GTO. Um, but this is the dedication track being played out to all of the ravers in the room.
there we go. Talk about turning up the heat. Uh, that is some fresh, fresh, fresh beats, Addy. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, cool. Um, and that was by Michael Wells, who we're speaking to now, a.k.a. GTO, and you can find him all over the spot. Um, if you want to look in the description box written underneath this, whether you're reading it on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or on Podbean, uh, we'll leave a link to where you can go and either buy this track or listen to this track um, and show Michael some love for coming on and being part of the On The Rave Nation. Um, uh, here's a little conscrupulous link for you. Um, uh, Let's start talking about some guilty pleasures. So, where do you lie on the bone of contention that is guilty pleasures, Michael? Do you think they exist, or do you are, are you one who loves all yeah. of the music they listen to unshamedly? I should never be guilty about your pleasures. <laughs> well, this um, is... well, I like like we said before, and we've talked about I. I do like to listen to so many different styles and types of music. And industrial music is part of the music I was listening to also, and it influenced a lot of the music. Um, and so I used to listen to lots of bands like Psychic TV, Test Department, Nitsureb, and uh, they come roughly under the industrial music sort of banner. And one of the other bands is uh, Einzusende Neubauten. And I saw them live a few times. And it's not just bitten, uh, beating bits of old rusty metal. They were really quite quite uh, anarchic, but rhythmic and artistic. And so this, this track sort of sums up a little bit of their, their music. Um, and... You can hear the industrial music influences still in in some of the music I make. I still like to put some edge to the music, and I think that's that's also how I got into making hardcore music, is because it was rougher and harder, and uh, these sort of influences come out through that. So within the hardcore music, I do put in some sort of industrial music references as well. So this this track is a part of that legacy of industrial music in my music. Cool. Um, uh, I see no better reason than to play out some mega industrial. Then um, uh, I okay. like a bit of I, I like a bit of clanky mechanic sound, mechanical sound in industrial music. Um, uh, very much another Dutch thing, isn't it? Like Dutch, yeah, very much. Yeah, cool. So do you want to uh, introduce the name of this song for everyone, please, Michael? Yeah, this is a, a song called Yugong uh, Futter Mein Ego by Einzusende Neubauten, which in English means collapsing new buildings. Cool, nice. nice. Uh, well, let's get that played then.
And there you have it. That's a little bit of Guilty Pleasures tracks being played out. Um, uh, the name of the tune is You're Gonna Futter Mine Ego, um, which, pronounced in Geordie, probably doesn't sound as German as it's supposed to. <laughs> um, but in any case, we will we will move on and uh, we will start talking about God. who you consider as 
the greatest of all time. And I think your roots have played a lot in this decision, haven't they? Well, yeah, I mean, growing up in Merseyside, you really can't or couldn't or can't get away from the, the influence of the Beatles on music. I mean, it's incredible. Every, every time I go back there, if I jump in a taxi, they're all, they're all musicians. They're all, I've been in a band, I, you know, they, they all knew the Beatles. They all played in the cavern. They're all, they're, they're all part of it, you know? Uh, all my family, they're all sort of part of it. So you can't get away from it. So growing up, yeah, the Beatles were everywhere and we bought all the records and all their individual records. And there's, t there's two... There's two sort of Beatles, really. There's sort of one side of the the sort of soft commercial music, and then there's the sort of other side of which of the music, which is I don't know, a bit more gritty. And that seemed to be the side that I always liked. Even yeah. some of the George Harrison tracks were were sort of much more interesting than, let's say, the Paul McCartney tracks. Yeah. And so, yeah, John Lennon, I think, was the most in interesting character from the Beatles. And I suppose contrary to what everyone thinks, I think when, when he met Yoko Ono, he, he actually became more interesting as well and got involved in the art world in America and uh, got more political. Um, yeah, so I think not as, not as a musical influence, but as a, as a, a sort of person influence. He... he, he his attitude sort of reflects more what I like. Uh, the sort of he was a, a an intelligent rebel, really. Um, he was a little bit so, ahead of his time, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, and he was he was willing to experiment and try things, and uh, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we grew up watching all the films and all the everything about the Beatles. So, you know, I was never a Rolling Stones fan maybe because of that. And John Lennon was an, a working-class hero, which I guess growing up, everyone can relate to that attitude as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Excuse that's me. it. I mean, so, yeah. The, the, the I thing say that this, this track really sums up what I think about John Lennon. And I think it's sort of... Uh, uh, it's yeah. It's sort of um, well, how can I say? It is a it is a standout track that sort of encapsulates what he stood for. Yeah, that's it. I think it is one uh, one of the tracks of his that's a lot deeper than some people would give it credit. Um, yeah, and also it's, it's people wanting to put you down, wasn't he? And people saying you can't do that. You can't do that. And and that's what about what working class always was. You can't break out from, from that world. And he did it. And other people have done it. So, yeah, it's, it's an inspiring, an inspiration um, attitude that he, that, that he has. Yeah, that's it. I think a lot can be said for his view of the world um, after spending a bit of time in the limelight when he was first a celebrity. I mean... Uh, Growing up, I was a massive fan of the Yellow Submarine. Um, yeah, I've still got the Yellow Submarine to this day. But for me, a hard day's night uh, is just unbelievable. The insight into like 
just 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 John being a little raggy in the interviews and all of the bits where Ringo was supposed to be daft and it just it was a different way of presenting the yeah. whole musical experience things like a hard day's night that we lost like we lost that when we lost things like the old gray whistle test like yeah. you lost that insight into the background of the bands and stuff like that and just yeah the the, the personalities behind the, the the bands yeah well that's it these days like well, it's all sanitized and everyone's got internet and media training now and that's it yeah they're all taught how down, yeah. they're all taught how to speak to people john lennon yeah. wasn't he was raw wasn't he yeah, but that's the thing. You can be a fan of someone now and not know them. In those days, you 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 felt as if you, you know, I felt as if the the Beatles, I I knew them and they were part of my life and I knew their humor and you know it, you 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 sort of shared your life with them. Yeah, cool. Um, well, I see no better reason than to play a little bit of John Lennon. Um, and the track we're going to play is uh, Working Class Hero. As soon as you're born, they make you feel small By giving you no time instead of it all Till the pain is so big you feel nothing at all A working class hero is something to be A working class hero is something to be They hurt you at home and they hit you at school They hate you if you're clever and they despise a fool Till you're so fucking crazy you can't follow their rules A working class hero is something to be A working class hero is something to be When they've tortured and scared you for twenty-odd years Then they expect you to pick a career When you can't really function, you're so full of fear A working-class hero is something to be A working-class hero is something to be Keep you doped with religion and sex and TV And you think you're so clever and classless and free But you're still fucking peasants as far as I can see Working class hero is something to be A working class hero is something to be There's room at the top they are telling you still 
But first you must learn how to smile as you kill If you want to be like the folks on the hill A working class hero is something to be A working class hero is something to be If you want to be a hero, well just follow me If you want to be a hero, well just follow me There we have it. That was a little bit of John Lennon. As discussed, that was the song that sort of epitomizes him as which is a uh, working class hero. Let's crack on then. <laughs> Move into the very last section of the podcast, which is the personal anthem. Um, as I said, it's been lush getting to talk with you and hearing uh, your opinion uh, and hearing the selection of tunes you've played out. You've played like a really interesting selection. And again, you've like. Very rare, varied. Yeah, very, very varied. Um, uh, and we'll move on to section 10, which is the personal anthems. So uh, was this hard for you? Uh, is, is there one song out there that you think best represents you? If you were in the WWE and your music hit and you walked out of the ring, what would be that music playing in the background? No, th this was a no-brainer. This, this is definitely, if I was coming out with the, with the silk dressing gown and the gloves on, yeah. I'd, have to, I'd have to play this. It's 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 gonna get it's gonna get your opponent. Well, it's gonna get your opponent knowing where you're coming from at least. And uh, it's I think it's a great track. It always gets me dancing. And uh, yeah, like I say, my my taste is so varied. And yeah, I think it's just a, a fantastic track, especially with uh, I like the B Reels uh, vocal on it as well. It's really sort of quite quite simple but raw. And uh, yeah, if I wanted to put fear into my opponent in the in the boxing ring, I'd def definitely come out to this one. <laughs> yeah, um, you've said here you describe yourself as a as a prize fighter, like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Uh, so so this is this this is like this song would give you that prize fighter attitude. You you think it would put you in the right mindset to go forward and win the battle? Yeah, yeah, that would beef you up definitely. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Sound um, well. Don't, don't mess. Don't mess with me. That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, and on that note, um, again, thank you very much. It's been lovely thank talking you so to much, you. Thank you so much, Michael. It's been an absolute it's real, real, real pleasure to not just share it with you guys, but anyone who's uh, who's tuning in. Hello there, and uh, enjoy your music and uh, enjoy life. And yeah, it's such a great pleasure to have a chat. Spot on. Uh, would you like to introduce the tune for everyone before you say bye? Yeah, so this is uh, this is going to scare you. It's Snoop Dogg featuring uh, Be Real and Batter Run, Mother. Blah, blah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that being said, thank you very much. Uh, let's play a little bit of Snoop Dogg and Be Real. I was chilling right around my way. 21st east side of the beach. This little fool ran up on me, popping off with his homies like he was a straight G. 
asking where I'm from while he running up. Gang bang my set on there ain't one of them. Some things, son, they just don't change. Fools don't respect nothing but to gang bang. What's seen is what's soft, dog, with the law. I had you suckers running like a marathon. Little G's trying to creep on the east with it. Talking about they gon' get my chain and they gon' leave with it. But they don't know once they get close. That's tic-tac-toe. Three little G's laid on the floor. Yeah, this happened yesterday. On the west they spray. I heard an essay say he said. Fuck boy, you won't believe what I saw. I saw these pack of guys and they act real hard. And what they do? They twist their fingers, say you know who we are. He said, I don't give a f they Snoop Doggy Dog. Uh -huh. They keep talking and it went too far. So Snoopy, he went straight to the trunk of his car. And he, get? he got his and they start running hard. He started firing and then he just charged. Run, 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 run. I didn't mean to hit what I hit Now that's three wannabes dead And I ain't seen it. And these suckers will scream for plea But for a G like me It's just a case Really you can see I crack the Mac back and pop off rolling And snap your neck back and drop off falling I haven't seen my mama in a week And she ain't even ran a mop about me Bump that, I ain't give a f about the law Say they wanna brawl, you would think that they were brawls Believing all the things that you never saw In it y'all been a dog, smoke you like a menopause You think you know, but this can't go You think you'll blow on my dope, what the f*** no See, these suckers proceed to speak, so feel the need to bleed. Oh, you hear my enemies going. Fuck, boy, you won't believe what I saw. I saw these pack of guys, and they act real hard. And what they do? They twist their fingers, say, you know who we are. He said, I don't give a f they Snoop Doggy Dog. Uh -huh. They keep talking, and it went too far. So Snoopy, he went straight to the trunk of his car. And he, get? he got his f***, and they start running hard. He started firing, and then he just charged. Run, 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 run. I wouldn't be the G that I am if I didn't pop suckers in their mouth. I'd be damn. And Snoop will keep them foot on the streets and leave them covered in sheets. Run with the homies with the heat. You never seen a thug like this. You never seen a dub like me. And I ain't weak for wanting peace. In fact, I could be beast of the East, you little buster. I never hesitate to blaze. Look, I'm really trying to change my ways. I gotta move my team, cause my people are screaming that we need more. For fun or is it legal? But for bang on the song, make it feel like a drive-by. It's a shame, but somebody gotta die. They say it happens state to state, but when I'm out in LA, all I hear the SA say, they go. Fuck, boy, you won't believe what I saw. I saw these pack of guys and they act real hard. And what they do? They twist their fingers, say, you know who we are. He said, I don't give a f thing, Snoop Doggy Dog. Uh -huh. They keep talking and it went too far. So Snoopy, he went straight to the trunk of his car. And he, get? he got his f and they start running hard. He started firing and then he just charged. Run, 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 run.
Wait, wasn't that just an absolute spot-on conversation by a lovely bloke? Lovely lad. Yeah. Um, uh, anyone who wants to go back and look at some of his back catalogue of work, I'm going to put posts to a few of his different aliases in the description so you can go back and see the the, the amount of work that this guy's done definitely, for the definitely. And if you want to hear the set that absolutely changed my DJ perspective in total, it, it is G- your DJ squad from Res Event 2. You can get that on YouTube or SoundCloud. There you go. Uh, so not only has he just dropped all these pearls of wisdom, but we're going to link it up to everywhere where you can go and see like why Addy has such a huge level of respect for this man, of course. Awesome. Awesome. But what we'll not do is we'll, we'll, not, we'll not link you to uh, I Want to Be a Hippie because you should know that. Yeah, you'll know that already. You should know that already. You should know that already. I, I might post a few of the remixes because there's, there's a few very interesting remixes by very big, credible artists. This is Carl Cox remix of it. Oh, well, there you go. So no post on the original. Maybe we'll share a few uh, tidbits on the run up to or on the, the, the little bit after when we bang this podcast out. But E, Addy, we've made it to the end of another show and you know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. Science. It's time for Science. Um, which is particularly topical because uh, Rick and Morty comes back out on Sunday. Is it this Sunday it's coming? this Sunday coming. Oh, it's Science Sunday. It is. It's Science Sunday. Rick and Morty will be back. Um, in fact, by the time you all listen to this, it'll already be on. It'll already have been on, so you'll, you'll, you'll be even more scientifically advanced than Thick Addy is. of the science. And if any of you has missed it, go back and watch the AEW wrestling. Yes. Uh, where they had a tag team, uh, Orange Cassidy and Best Friends came out, and it was announced by Rick and Morty. Uh, it was absolutely brilliant. Loads of people in the crowd were wearing masks, and just if you're a fan of that and you're a fan of wrestling, like we are, here we are. Yeah, like we definitely, definitely are. Um, you will probably enjoy that. But all of that being said, it's time for a man who today is sat to my right to yeah. to delve into his big bag of science and deliver an absolute beast of a track to end the show with. So, Addy, what have you got for all of your science? Namesakes out this there. week I'm I'm digging quite deep in it, but it's a tune that uh, Don, who's been on the podcast before, posted this week, actually saying that it reminds him a lot of me. So I was just like, well, I haven't played this before, and it's dirty, sciencey shenanigans. This is represent share the fall, the groove writer Jeep mix, boom, Bella. There we go. Um. So all that's left to really say is is that we uh, hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for stopping by and spending some time with these two divvies as we're screaming shout at musical celebrities. But um, all that's left to say is that my name is Gav. I'm Addy. And it is time for us to officially say that we are off the rave.
Yeah. 
Hi, this is Mark Archer from Alternate. Hi, this is Ian from Dream Frequency. This is Slipmat, and you're in tune to the On The Rave. On The Rave. On The Rave. Podcast. Watch your bass spins, I'm telling you. <laughs>